everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPodcast. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us can bump up the pod in their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a supporter of this podcast and support us. We plan on doing big things with this humble little project, such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. And by supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay for rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa Podcast slash support. Again, that is www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa Podcast slash support. And you can also check out our newly minted um, page on Patreon. We're now on Patreon now. Um, and you can check us out as at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa Podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. And we also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Any little bit helps. And we would really appreciate your support if you have the funds to do so. Hello, everyone. Um, hope y'all are having a uh, happy uh, Wednesday. Um, it's 3.26 p.m. as of the time of this recording. It's... Um, it's, it's afternoon in Lila, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, I've, I've named and shamed um, two prominent Wisconsin politicians, but I feel that I need to go in on another one as well, too, that um, has been obstructing cannabis reform and has been obstructing a lot of things that Wisconsinites want. Okay, and she needs to be put on... I'm an equal opportunity hater, you know, woman man you know um non-binary if if you're pulling shenanigans and you're getting in the way of cannabis progress i'm gonna do all i can to kick you out i don't care what you look like i don't care what what's in between your legs or whatever you know i don't care who you are i'm gonna i'm gonna make you i'm gonna try to put you on the unemployment line and make your dumb political actions toxic so toxic that your predecessors will never your your predecessors will never think of doing the bs that you did again so we're going so this name and shame we're going to name and shame state state senator alberta darling of wisconsin so i'm going to read an article um from this website called called um shepherd um smart informed opinionated um, shepherdexpress.com and the article is titled is senator alberta darling's disappointing disappointing her constituents has her district changed has she changed and the author is by lewis fortis 
State Senator Alberta Darling was on a fundraising trip in Washington, D.C. when she released a memo along with her Joint Finance Committee co-chair John Nigren announcing her intent to strip Medicaid expansion from the state budget. In this missive, she drew an uncooperative line in the sand rejecting that, as well as other popular measures. Gov. Tony Evers made cornerstones of, of both his winning campaign last November in his proposed budget. Since the election, opinion polls have shown that these policies are more popular than ever. Again, when the vast majority of your population wants you to do something, whether it's Medicaid expansion, legalizing medical marijuana, you know, wholesale decriminalization in Wisconsin, um, even adult use. I, I, last poll I read is like 59% of people in Wisconsin, like if it's on the ballot, want, want adult use to be legal. So when you, the majority of your population is saying you ought to do something, it's up to you, the lawmaker, to do your flipping job and do what you were voted in to do. You work for the people, not the other way around. But people like this lady, you know, take money from Big Pharma. They take money from the Wisconsin Tavern League, you know, to promote booze over or, over cannabis because cannabis is such a threat to these booze companies. But let's let's continue. Darling dropped that memo just before attending a Republican Party of Wisconsin fundraiser put on by BGR Group, which is, according to Open Secrets, lobby on the behalf of insurance and pharmaceutical companies, among others. Ever spokeswoman Melissa Bad Badelf issued a stinging rebuke from her Twitter account. Not an episode of Veep HBO. Wisconsin Republicans announced their plan to ignore the will of the people and deny health care coverage to 82,000 more Wisconsinites during a 1K per person minimum fundraiser in D.C. Evers plan to bring Medicaid expansion money to Wisconsin, which reputable studies show will bring down costs for Wisconsin taxpayers, has grown in popularity. It saves costs. It saves lives. Wisconsin is one of 14 states that has not done so, and the question is why. Many staunchly Republican governors in such states like Arizona, Iowa, Ohio accepted that money, noting that when a state like Wisconsin doesn't, the money simply goes to other states. Eight, year, eight, eight days earlier, the JFC voted along partisan lines to re reject the federal health care money, Evers replied, the vote was disappointing, but it is not the end. I'm going to keep reminding Wisconsinites what's at stake, and I'm not going to, and I'm going to keep fighting to expand Medicaid. Darling, Darlings and Evers has not been on the same page is hardly breaking news, but Darling's extremism in rejecting healthcare funding, nonpartisan redistricting, proposing fundraising increases. Proposed fundraise, excuse me, proposed funding increases for students, including those in special education, and refusing to even consider legalizing even medical marijuana use in Wisconsin are also out of step with much of the 8th Senate district that she represented for 25 years. Legalizing, taxing, and regulating medical marijuana, for example, would bring hundreds of millions of dollars into the state coffers and provide help to people with certain serious medical issues. Twisted logic and unpopular opinions, or unpopular positions.
On a right-wing MacGyver podcast last month, host Matt Kittle played devil's advocate with Darling, asking her how she can go against the narrative when Wisconsin has a governor saying it's going to open the door to health care for 80,000 people. Darling's response, the reason we don't want to take that Medicaid expansion, it's worth a lot of money today, but will the federal government be able to give it tomorrow? That's a, that's a stupid excuse. But by that twisted logic, Wisconsin should reject billions from the federal government for education, transportation, and dozens of other programs. Good roasting in that in that sentence. Asked about the opinion polls and what they have shown on several contentious budget issues, director of Marquette Law School poll Charles Franklin notes the Medicaid expansion is pretty popular across the whole state and has been for a while. It is even more so now. Indeed, there is far less of a partisan divide in support of for strong funding of education in general, and even greater support for special education. Franklin, which is viewed as Wisconsin premier polar, and whose frequent polls give him a grasp on the opinion changes on current issues over time, has seen a big transformation, even among Republicans, in support of marijuana legalization. He says medical marijuana support is so lopsided in favor now that, given the trend, it's hard to imagine it won't happen. As, as for the conservative suburban Milwaukee counties, often called the Wow Counties, oh, I'm, I'm going to butcher these names, I, and I, I apologize to you, Wisconsinites, Waukesha, Oski, and Washington, they are still very much Republican, he says. That is slowly changing, as evidence is not just the 2018 governor's race, but also the, but also the most recent U.S. Senate state Supreme Court and presidential races right now. The bottom line is that there's a lot of evidence that the wild counties are less Republican, Franklin says. There were many reports that attributed Donald Trump's razor-thin margin in 2016 and Scott Walker's defeat in 2018 to lower turnout and decrease enthusiasm in those counties, once considered Walker country. Oskawi and Waukesha counties were where Walker saw the two biggest drops in support. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Craig Gilbert in his 2018 Wisconsin voter post-election analysis noted, Milwaukee North, Milwaukee's North Shore has been growing more Democratic for decades, said da- Senator Dale Kaluenga is another Republican whose district is involving in ways somewhat similar to Darling's. He's announced in a recent public forum that he's open to Medicaid expansion. I am personally flexible, but when it comes to Darling, whose district is made up of proportions of all three well counties and a piece of Milwaukee County, one Capitol observer offers this. Politicians generally head in the direction of their district, or at least change their focus. She seems to be gunning in the opposite direction. She needs to be voted out, like like uh, Willie Nelson says. We're probably gonna play that at the end of the uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, next section: flip flopping on the issues. Senator Darling, seventy five. Now we yeah we need some new blood. I'm not trying to be ageist here, but we need some new blood. And some non-reefer madness politicians in, in, in the Badger State. 
Senator Darling, 75, has some history of alert alerting her views with changing circumstances. She served in Wisconsin Senate for 20... Again, you gotta have... We have to have term limits across the U.S. You know, you have politicians that are out of step with their district, and instead of sort of adapting to their district, they double down. They listen to what Ronald Reagan told them, and then they continue parroting his talking points and continuing, continuing propagating his policies 40 years or so later. She has served in the Wisconsin State Senate for 25 years and survived recall in 2011. The Shepherd Express pointed out that when she was first elected to the Assembly in 1990, the media's glowingly referred to her as a liberal pro-choicer who recognized the wisdom of gun control. But when the Republican Party began shunning anyone without anti-choice views on women's health, Darling flipped from serving on the board of wow, that's a huge transformation. So she was she was a pro-choice. She was pro-choice, and she was on the board of Planned Parenthood. And because her because of her cultish party, she decided, oh my God, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get support. Instead of standing on integrity and being like, no, th these are my views. I'm an independent minded Republican, and and you know, tough cookies if you don't like it. You know, instead of doing that, she had a she. It's like when you can't beat them, you join them. And that's what this lady is doing. But when the Republican Party began shunning anyone without anti-choice views on women's health, Darling flipped from serving on the board of Planned Parenthood during her early years in office to champion extreme anti-choice measures to fit in with the new brand of Republicans. Once, a, once an English teacher, she also led Republicans on budgets that gutted education funding under Walker. Jesus Christ, what a piece of garbage this woman is. So she's a teacher and she wants she wants her fellow colleagues that are still teaching to have less money. Like that's that's chicken crap behavior. It really is. And my my older sister is a teacher and when I see these dumb politicians try to gut funding, you know, I see how much it affects people in my own family, you know, that do this for a living, you know. Any teacher worth their salt, they have to put forth. They have to put forth money for their own supplies because most governments in the United States adequately underfund education. So, I mean, to to really be a teacher that that, that has a career and that's good at what they do, you got to spend a lot of your own money. But people like this woman don't care about that. You know, it's all culture war culturing. You know, it's like that book that I read called um, "Politics of Resentment." Um, about, you know, what Scott Walker's rise or whatever, you know, sticking it to these education, to, to education or whatever, and defunding it is sticking it to people that are presumably less, they're presumably more privileged than, than farmers who feel that, you know, that they work wicked hard and don't get enough. No, maybe your problem isn't with the teachers that, you know, they get pensions that they deserve. Being a teacher ain't an uh, easy job. Maybe your problem isn't with the teachers, but it's with the one percent that are gouging you and that are underpaying you for your for your for the fish you catch each day, or underpaying you for your bales of court. Maybe you should take that up with the one percent and and big agriculture and all these giant companies. But oh no, um, you got a culture war posture and 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 dump on teachers and minorities. All right, let's 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 finish. Um, 
Once an English teacher, she also led Republicans on budget that gutted education funding under Walker. And at the same time, when many of her Republican constituents could not stomach Trump as a GOP candidate for president, she was one of two just one of just two elected Republican women to step forward to lead a group called Wisconsin's for Trump. The Republican Party of Wisconsin own in internal report released this month before its annual convention noted that the party is losing support with women and independents and that people did not want to publicly admit support for Trump something the party is seeking to make more socially acceptable using the yard signs apparently Darling has openly shared how she values quality health care having survived both breast cancer and skin cancer she married her high her college sweetheart a surgeon who lived with diabetes most of her life until she passed away in 2015, awaiting a transplant. A heartbreaking event for Darling. And again, I mean, my heart goes out to, to her. I mean, no one, I mean, it's not, no one wants to ever lose their spouse or whatever. And no one wants to go through debilitating illnesses, you know. I mean, even though her, she's a piece of shit politician, she doesn't deserve, I mean, I don't wish harm upon anyone. I really don't. Let's, let's, we're almost done the article. She she was recently injured in a fall while in Washington, D.C. for the fundraiser that has kept her from being able to travel to Wisconsin to attend the JFC meeting where the budget committee took its party-line vote against expanding Medicaid. Republican State Assembly Speaker Robin Voss reported that she's recovering well and told him she's getting great care. Now she leads the budget committee at a time when the Milwaukee northern suburbs she represents are moving in the opposite political direction. Having a polite and reasonable Democrat in the governor's office should give her the opportunity to shift with her changing constituency. She could be a consensus builder who finds common ground but thus far, she shunned that row. She turned her back on her constituents and rejected proposals like Medicare, Medicaid expansion and medical marijuana that would lower their taxes. The, the issue she has emphasized most in the budget debate, but the state budget is currently being crafted and there's still plenty of time to work with Governor Evers and honor her Milwaukee suburban constituents' evolving views. All right, and um, so that sort of that, that that wraps it up. Um, that's all I have to say. I'm gonna put, I'm going to put, um, I'm gonna put um her information on the, on the show notes, and um, and yeah, I mean, it's we got to name and shame her. She needs to be put into retirement for opposing medical marijuana, opposing Medicaid expansion. You know. There's so many thousands of people a year that die because they don't have access to healthcare, and there's so many thousands of people that die, that they that go that don't die but go bankrupt because of their medical bills. We need to put a kibosh on these type of culture war right wing people. Um, so name and shame, Senator Alberta Darling, and see you on the unemployment line. Peace. But I do have one last thing that I want to talk about. So there is one more thing that I need to mention. Um, so this was at the ending of the article. Um, so the ending of the article says, let your voice be heard. And then it, it leaves off saying that, um, on, that 
Senator Alberta Darling offers this on her website. As always, if you have any concerns or ideas on how to improve our great state, please do not hesitate to contact me by phone at 608-266-5830 or by email at sen.darling at l-e-g-i-s dot w-y dot gov. And if you are part, and I, I think this was um, what the article writer put in addition to the senator's contact information, but if you are part of the majority that supports these issues as tracked by the April 2019 Marquette poll, it's crucial that the co-chair of the Joint Finance Committee hears your opinion on items she has cut. This in- includes expanding Badger Care, Medicare to for all Wisconsinites and save money for all taxpayers. The Legislative Fiscal Bureau says not doing so has cost Wisconsin $1.1 billion thus far. Marquette poll shows 70% want this. Again, when 70% of the population is telling you to do something, you're not being asked to do it at that point. You're being told to do it. We're not, Wisconsinites are not asking you to expand Medicaid and Medicare. They're telling you to do it. And if you're not going to do it, you're going to get voted out. Meaningful funding boosts school, school, meaningful funding boosts for schools and special education. The polls show 74% want more for special education. Again, when 74% of the population says that they want something, you're not being asked to do it. You're being told to do it. Decriminalizing marijuana for social justice and legalization for at least medical situations. Medical marijuana legislation shows 83% approval. Again, that's a mandate. You're not being asked, Senator Darling, you're not being asked to do this. You're being told, told to do it. So medical marijuana shows 83% approval and full legalization, full adult use legalization shows 59%. That's a, that's a majority. And again, that's end of the article. Um, put, let's put, let's put Senator Darling on the unemployment line. Let's, let's name and shamer and let's, uh, fight tyranny together. Fight tyranny, fight fake legalization, fight prohibition. You know, gotta, you gotta free the people and the plant. Peace out this for real this time. Peace out.